1: So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. I'm really excited for this week's conversation because joining us today is not only a gifted author, speaker, radio host, and all things wonderful, but she's actually a dear friend too. Joining us today is Teresa Tomio. Welcome to the show, Teresa.
2: And I did not pay her to say that. Wow, that's really nice. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I should give your official bio. Um, Teresa is an author, a syndicated Catholic talk radio show host, motivational speaker. She's just an amazing, amazing woman. And, you know, she's joining us today to talk about a really phenomenal new book that she's written called Conquering Coronavirus, How Faith Can Put Your Fears to Rest. So, Teresa... Before we dive into the book, I just have to ask you, how are you doing in the midst of everything that's going on? Being on the front lines of the news at times like this is not easy.
2: No, it's not. It's It can be very draining, and so I... I um find myself spending a lot of time, quiet time. I I spent some time this weekend planting flowers and just getting away and not watching uh, all that much news and didn't turn the news on again until before the radio show so I could be updated on what's going on. But um, I'm fine. I'm very worried about a lot of people that are losing their businesses and their livelihood in states like mine in Michigan. I think um, while we have to be very cautious and open up carefully, I think what's being done to some people is just awful. And I'm, I'm heartbroken, and many of my friends are losing their livelihoods because of draconian orders uh, in states like ours, and it's, it's very upsetting. At the same time, I'm very proud of our bishops because I think they are moving forward and doing what they think they need to do, especially, for example, in my Archdiocese of Detroit, they were monitoring the situation all along and have now opened up, and and they've been feeding people spiritually in other ways and doing a great job of it. So I'm hanging in there, thanks be to God, and still at the same time grieving the loss of my mother. It's only been about uh, two and a half months. So
0: Yeah, All of that uh,
2: together, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there.
1: I wanted to ask you about that because um, while I never met her in person, I feel as though I know Rosie um, and I pray for the repose of her soul. You know, you um, lost her right at the start of this. And it's interesting that at that same time you had the idea to write this project with Sophia Institute Press conquering coronavirus. How did um, going through that time of um, saying goodbye to your mother kind of Partially spur you to write this book.
2: Well, it was it was really uh, powerful, Lisa, because when when she was dying, it was as you said, right when things are really starting to shut down here in Michigan, and there was so much going on and at the same time. I was hearing so many amazing stories of different people in ministries, both Catholic and Evangelical, reaching out to people in need and heroic stories of average Americans just going out of their way to help people. And I kept thinking, you know, we can't we can't forget this. We have to remember this. And I just felt this was a very spiritual time that we're living in, that God, in his wisdom, I don't believe he caused this, as I say in the book. I say he's he allows it like he allows certain things to happen for for a reason. Romans eight twenty eight. And all of this going on in my head, and I just started writing, and as my mom was passing away, I also noticed, as sad as it was that I couldn't give her a funeral, that we couldn't have a proper wake, and a send-off that we had a huge, beautiful send-off from my dad when he died 10 years ago, that God was present in that, despite the sadness, despite the the, the pain of, of not having all the family and friends around us, God made himself known in some pretty phenomenal ways. And so I wanted to share that with people, because this whole thing has been very confusing, it's brought all of us to our knees, regardless of where we are in life or, or what we've accomplished. Uh, everybody was in the same playing field, on the same playing field, and trying to figure this this crazy new virus out and, and what it means now and in the future. So that's what prompted me to write the book. A lot of experiences and phenomenal interviews I was, I was doing on the air, plus my own experience in losing my mother. I wanted to be a comfort to people because I knew there were so many people who were losing. My mom didn't die. COVID, and there are many people who died during this time, there are some people who lost loved ones due to COVID, but whatever they may have passed away from, having that experience during this very strange time of not being able to have the proper, you know, Catholic burial, you know, people need to know God's still there.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that's so interesting about this project. So Concrete Coronavirus, you know, was published quickly. I mean, you you told me in a written interview that we did that the, the words literally poured out of you. But I mean, you and I both know that Catholic publishing does not usually work this way. Um, right. And so now, as we're sitting, you know, a, a month and a half later, after the release of the book, and we're getting some perspective on it, I kind of think that I'm, I'm a little afraid that some people might look at this book and think this is a book just for, you know, this particular virus. But really, what what you've done here can be helpful for many things in life say a little bit about how what you learned you know in writing this that will change your perspective going forward
2: well what i, what I try to do with this is obviously we address the the pandemic i don't address it from a political perspective or a medical perspective i'm addressing it from A spiritual, personal perspective and giving people advice on on how to get through not only this kind of a crisis, but to pull back and think, okay, yeah, we're we're all struggling and suffering, everybody's suffering, maybe different or bigger, whatever your situation is. But once we get through this, and once we start adjusting, and I think there's still a lot of fallout, and in many ways, this is going to be with us for a long time, uh, we have to decide how are we going to handle not only something as major as a pandemic, but what about other suffering in our life? And uh, we can't just keep going. Two things and saying, okay, good, that's over. Now we can get back on, you know, in, with our daily living. But what are the lessons that God is trying to teach us in whatever form of suffering or struggling we go through? And this is the main, the main gist of the book is that okay, faith can put your fears to rest because when you are going through a fearful time, any time, and please God, not another pandemic in our lifetime, but when you're going through any type of suffering. God is going to, if you open yourself up to it, He's going to show you something that He wanted you to see, either about yourself or your situation. He's going to allow you to be used in a situation for good, if you allow it. Uh, And He is going to show you how He shows up in good times and in bad. And I think this is the moral of the story here. I think God is trying to get our attention. He allowed this to happen for a reason. So this book is very instructive on... How do we keep God? How do we put God first in our life, and how do we keep Him there? And what happens when craziness, when things happen that we can't control, which can happen any day, and not necessarily in the form of an infectious disease, but something else? So this is why this is an evergreen book, and the resources I have in the back, while we did uh, pertain um, like different parts, take different parts of the last resource chapter and put it in the perspective of let's say someone who was laid off or someone who was impacted by COVID, we also have some basic resources on you know, what happens if you lose a job in general? What do you do? And how do you discern God's will for your life? And what about struggles? How do you work through the suffering? And how do you work through a death? And all of these big questions that we have normally in life that I think we're looking at more closely and maybe even a little bit differently because of the pandemic. So this is was written for basically our times but in the sense of being an evergreen book using you know the pandemic as an example of what God can do in in situations when we go through struggling and what we can do with it as well
1: The interesting thing about it is so instructive. And yet at the same time, it's also your unique gift of storytelling that comes through. And I think that's one of the reasons that like when you pick the book up, you don't want to put it down until you're done because you're so engaging in the way that you share stories. Can you kind of maybe pick out one of those, something that encouraged you that you experienced during the writing of this that you shared in the book that might encourage others?
2: Yeah, it's it's a story I think that um, I think is very encouraging for people at at a time when it was just so desolate Uh, for me. It was St. Patrick's Day. And this is an example of one of those people who went out of the way to, to cheer others and to help others and, and put other people first. And it was two days before my mom died. My mom died on March 19th at Feast of St. Joseph, and she lived in a beautiful assisted living facility for the past two years and just a beautiful place. I mean, it looked like a Pier 1 when you walked in, Lisa. It wow. was just decorated. It was gorgeous. I mean, and it was so much fun. The people there, most of whom were were. Uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. It was even though qu- officially wasn't quote unquote Christian, you knew that you were walking into a place where people took faith seriously. They had Bible studies, they had prayer groups, they offered mass and um, distribution of communion uh, for the people, for the residents, and it was upbeat. There were parties. I mean, heck, I, I think I enjoyed it more than my mother did. They had happy hour every Friday, and you better believe I wheeled her down to the <laughs> I wheeled her down to the reception area. I'm like, Ma, there's free wine. Come on, let's go. But it was such an upbeat place, and yet at St. Patrick's Day, which Normally it would have been, you know, lively with entertainment and all kinds of parties and whatnot and get-togethers and games, raffles, all kinds of things to keep the residents, um, you know, upbeat and occupied. It was, it was a ghost town because everything shut down and all the residents in their individual apartments had to stay behind closed doors. The only people allowed in on St. Patrick's Day in Michigan at that time in assisted living facilities were people whose loved ones are in dire circumstances. Okay, my mom by that time was in hospice care in her apartment, so we were allowed to go in. And I'm sitting there in the room kind of going in and out of sleep and just praying and listening to my mom breathe very heavy and knowing that she only has a matter of days, maybe less to live. And just kind of, you know, looking out the window. And It was a beautiful day here for whatever reason. St. Patrick's Day in the middle of March was gorgeous when it's normally not. But I was so down. I'm thinking, you know, this is so sad. Everything's so quiet. My mom's dying. All of a sudden I hear a knock at the door. And the uh, employee from the center says, Teresa, go look out the window. We have a surprise for for all the residents. We know your mom maybe can't see it, but you can describe it to her. Maybe she can somehow she'll hear it. So I go to the window, and there's a woman with her two big dogs, adorable dogs, dressed in St. Patrick's Day garb, And they were going around making window visits to each apartment. It's a one-story facility, but it has several different wings. So it probably took this woman all afternoon, Lisa, to do this. And first of all, I love dogs. I don't have one because I travel so much, but I love dogs. And they were, like, literally putting their paws up. Like, like they just knew what was going on. They sensed that people needed it. And they were kind of, like, waving in their own little animal way. And so adorable, jumping up and down, so excited to see people. And this woman took this time out of her afternoon, out a beautiful sunny day, warm day for Michigan, to go to this residents to see these people because she was worried about them being alone and isolated. That lifted my spirits so much and got me through the next couple of days and got me through the time that I was cleaning out my mom's apartment. And those that little one little effort that was made by this woman just made such a bright, brought such a bright spot in my life. And so I think when people think about the pandemic will remember those, you know, drive by birthday parties and the different parades and the window visits, all of which made a difference. And I'll I'll never forget that story. And it meant so much to me that I put it in the book.
1: Yeah, I loved hearing it. Um I, I wanted to ask you about, you know, this as a time as we move forward. I don't know that we definitely well, I I believe we will move forward changed, um, from this experience. And for me I know that and probably you are experiencing this too, the the being at my home for the amount of time that I've been here is very weird to me. It's been probably years since I've been home for as many days in a row as I have now. But this time of discernment and quiet has been really good for me. As much as I struggle with it, it's been good for me spiritually. And I, I think that we have an opportunity right now, as people who love our faith and love the Lord to kind of be ready for what comes next, what we're called to next. Say a little bit about how this is a period of sharing our faith and of evangelization opportunity for us.
2: Yeah, this is a huge opportunity, and I hope we we don't let it go by without really reaching out to people. Because as I say in the beginning of the book, I I have some research and some studies showing that as the same case happened in, in, with 9-11 almost 20 years ago. There is a renewed interest in all things um, faith-wise, especially Christian, people looking up, people looking for answers, people looking up prayer online, and the online Masses are through the roof and across the country and around the world. Our parish in the Archdiocese of Detroit is one of over 300 churches, just one parish, and we are receiving donations from around the world for people who just happen to stumble on it online and, and now they're watching the Mass. We've had people in Poland, Brazil, Guam, all writing to our pastor and thanking him for the online Masses and how so many people are looking at the Mass differently now because they've been able to watch it more closely, looking at it at the screen and paying more attention to the details of the different parts of the Mass. It's bringing a lot of fallen away Catholics home, and I think it's also you know causing people to think, okay, what what does this all mean? And what am I supposed to do with my life when things can be changed on, you know, on a dime in a New York minute, like that old uh, Eagle song says, and it really can. And so I think this is an opportunity to tell people that there is more to life than just this and just our existence and what we do matters and what we do with the gifts that we're given matters. And so I even make mention in the book about if you lose your job, as painful as it is, and I know from experience how painful that can be because I've stood on the unemployment line more than once, that God could have something much better and bigger for you on the other side of this. Not saying that, that people are going to go tiptoeing through the tulips and all cheery because they got laid off or, or their company folded. But what can happen now? What is it? There's, maybe there's something that God's been wanting you to do and has willed for you, but you think, gosh, you know, I don't feel I'm cut out for it, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. Right now, in addition to inspiring others, maybe inviting them back to mass, maybe inviting them to an online study that started, or maybe another one of the great online conferences that are going on. To maybe um yourself start discerning, okay, what does God want me to do now? In not only in this time, but when we get out of this. A really a really crucial time I think for discernment in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, it's so beautiful. Teresa, I can never talk to you without asking you about Italy and you have <laughs> this beautiful affiliation with um with Italy and, and leading people there both physically and virtually. Um, Do you have any plans for upcoming trips and how can people find out about your services to help them learn more about the country of Italy and pilgrimages? Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you for asking that. And and we have a, a new website that got up and running last summer and was going gangbusters. And I have a consultation service where I consult with people, as you know, because you've interviewed me on it, private consultations on, on how to travel through Italy, getting not only the most bang for your buck, but what are the best places to go, the time of year, hotels, you know, pilgrimages, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, we it, it, it's, you know, went on a temporary hi- hiatus because of Italy being one of the worst places affected. But we are uh, going to be starting up again uh, very soon. And we do have a couple of trips planned. And we have a multi coast immersion trip coming up in September, and we believe September will be a pretty good time. They're already opening up in Italy, and that gives them a couple of months to, to work out any kinks. And then we also have um, next year a couples trip to Tuscany and Rome. We call it Roman Holiday for couples. And they could just go to my website, teresatomio.com, or travelitaliexpert.com to find out more about it. But boy, I was heartbroken for this country and everything we're going through, but of course, my heritage being from Italy and being there so many times and having so many friends there, uh, it's been heartbreaking to see what they've been going through being one of the country's worst hit
1: yeah we're also united in prayer and i i think of you every time i see anything having to do anything with italy so well we're out of time but i do want to point everybody to conquering coronavirus how faith can put your fears to rest this is a beautiful work from Sophia institute press it's available at your catholic bookstore on the Sophia institute press website or at amazon or barnes and noble teresa say that website one more time and how people can get in touch with you
2: Sure. Um, Probably the easiest way to get the book is just to go to my homepage, TeresaTamio.com, and we have a special page all for coronavirus resources. So it's just TeresaTamio.com slash coronavirus. And if I could just put in a plug every Wednesday night online at 7 p.m. Eastern, you can see me teaching on the book. I'm doing a teaching series. And it's online screaming, there's no registration necessary, and it goes, they they put up the talks, they're pre-recorded, they put up the talks at 7 o'clock on Wednesday evenings at my home parish, so it's just saintjoan.church, but the link is there in that page, teresatomio.com slash coronavirus. And I'm excited because every week we've been getting about um, 3,000 views uh, on the uh, on the teaching. And they're they're short, like 20, 25 minutes. So just kind of diving a little bit more deeply into the topics of the book.
1: That is amazing. Teresa com slash coronavirus. Don't worry, friends, we'll have links to that and all of the information for Teresa for Italy and everything else when um, when you click through on the show notes for this show. Teresa, thank you so much for all the good work that you're doing, but especially for being such an amazing friend.
2: You too. And you're amazing. I, I just admire you so much. And all you've done for moms and, and your whole ministry, you just blow me away. And, and you're such a technological whiz. I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't even figure out how to get Skype to work today, but at least we got the phone to work.
1: <laughs> oh, You're amazing. Well, thanks, girlfriend. And hopefully we'll have you back on again for whatever is coming down the pike, because I know there's always something with you
2: oh and you too don't forget you have an open invitation on Catholic Connection
1: awesome well friends that is it for this week's episode definitely click through on the show notes you'll find those right on your phone if you pick it up and tap on this you'll you'll find everything you need to get in touch with Teresa you can also come on over to my website at lisahendy.com for this episode and all of our previous episodes if you like this show please click share and tell a friend about all the good stuff that Teresa Tomio has going on and thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. God bless.
0: Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, hollow is here to help hollow is a catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with god through audio guided contemplative prayer sessions from meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines hollow has something for everyone hollow is the number one catholic app in the u.s it is free to download and has permanently free content but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox.